Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Today, we're starting a new series on the Lord's Prayer. We're back in the studio with uh, our three other cohorts here. I have on my left, Phil Moran from Christ Press. How you doing, brother? Hey, great. Good to be here. On my other left, Pastor Jonathan from Dayspring. Very nice to be here. And on my third left, Pastor Russell Herman from Cloverdale. Good to be back in the studio. Good to see you guys. All right, so we have received several questions regarding prayer in general um, from our listeners and specifically the Lord's Prayer. So we decided to answer these on the air. And uh, here is the first question from one of our listeners. Uh, He or she asks, does prayer change things? Why pray if you believe that God is sovereign? Well, we need to remember that God uses means, uh, that uh, even though he predestines everything, we we pray um, because God chooses you me- use means. He uses rain to make the grass grow. He, he uses sun to light the world. He uses our prayers to accomplish his purposes. And He's it doesn't make our prayer obsolete. It just it actually makes it necessary uh, yeah. because God has chosen to do operate in that manner. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I would say we pray because God is sovereign mm-hmm. uh, and, and because he does rule and overrule uh, in all of the affairs of human beings and uh, in, in all of his creation. Uh, why, why would we pray to a God who wasn't sovereign? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, our Father uh, has power and uh, in- infinite power, and loves us. And uh, so, you know, and I would just want to add an amen uh, to what Jonathan said. God uses means, and one of those means is our prayers. Right. It's not just an a- act of fatalism that when we enter into uh, this relationship, uh, when we're praying to to a God who controls all things, He, in fact, one of the things that absolutely changes when we pray is we change yeah and we're drawing ourselves to him i think we just have to be careful when we're we're talking about this just to be clear we don't change god and we don't change god's mind or his decrees or his decrees so but that's different than saying that prayer doesn't change things Mm -hmm. right um god because he is sovereign, like Phil has said, that's why we pray, because he is the one that has ordained, and God has ordained prayer to be the means by which he accomplishes his purposes here on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. We're going to talk through the Lord's Prayer, um, and just prior to teaching his disciples how to pray, he says, do not be like them, talking about the Gentiles, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Yeah. And so the the implication seems to be of, well, why ask if he knows? Mm -hmm. But then the next phrase out of Jesus' mouth is, pray then like this. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. I thought the Father knew what I needed. Why am I praying? And then after 
he does this instruction on prayer in chapter 7 of Matthew. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Mm -hmm. The verbs there are ongoing verbs. Mm -hmm. The sense is keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-off. You're to be persistent in our prayers. Why? Because we're told in the rest of Scripture that persistent prayer is the means by which God works in the hearts and lives of people. I think... I, I totally agree, and you guys have given great insight into this question. Um, I want the, the question, the second part of the question was, why pray if you believe that God is sovereign? And, and you guys didn't touch on this yet, so I wanted to touch on it here. It's it, The question is worded in such a way where you could get the idea that we're separating the benefits of God or the benefits of Christ from Christ himself. Why pray? Why pray? Because that is communion with God. Right. Um, the 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 best benefit that you can get in prayer is that your spirit is communing with the living God, um, where your soul is connecting with Him, and um, so, so we don't. I would argue that we don't go to prayer um, mainly to uh, get things answered for us. We we go to prayer mainly so that our souls could find their rest and comfort in God. Do you guys agree? Disagree? Oh, ab- <clears throat> absolutely. As, as you're, is that an absolutely agree or absolutely disagree? <laughs> <laughs> That's an absolutely agree. Um, I, I think two of the most precious words in the Bible. We're going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer, but two of the most precious words in the Bible: "Our Father." Yes, mm-hmm. Jesus taught us we can come to God as our Father. It, 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 that word is laden with relationship and love and commitment. Um, and most of all, God's love and commitment to us, that he has adopted us as his children, and how precious that we can go to him in prayer and commune with him in prayer and know that we're talking to our Father. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying that God likes to answer, and I'm glad you didn't go there. I'm, I'm not downplaying that God likes to answer a prayer. Of course he does. He's, sure. a, he's a good Father. But communing with him is the yes. greatest answer that we could get. Absolutely. Yeah, the chief part of uh, thankfulness that God requires of us is this matter of prayer. Prayer is necessary for for us as believers. We go to him because we're thankful for what he's done for us. He's communicated that through his word. We communicate back to him our great appreciation for all that he's done. Uh, The interesting thing, and we'll get into the Lord's Prayer, we don't even really get into a petition for ourselves until we acknowledge who he is and, Mm -hmm. and, and his great glory and his purposes and plans. Yeah. I think maybe the money line of the show so far is Phil when he said, we pray because God is sovereign. Yeah. Um, when we come into God's presence, what, what we're doing is we're coming into the presence of, of a God that not only is kind and gracious and loving, but a God also who has infinite wisdom and knowledge and understanding, and at the same time is unmatched in his power and in his rule and reign over all things. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful comfort it is to come into the presence of that God. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily to get things, but we do. Mm-hmm. But to be able to commune, to be able to, to know that God and say, I'm coming to a God that I'm going to get it wrong most of the time probably in prayer. 
Mm -hmm. but he's never going to get his answer wrong. Why? Because he's good, because he's wise, and he can always execute his will. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful combination. Mm -hmm. I want to be in that presence. Mm -hmm. So then the second question for for today's program is then why is prayer so hard? (laughs) I mean, if it's this delightful communion with God, why? Why would the Puritans say, uh, sometimes I'd rather die than pray? Why is prayer so hard? Jesus summed that up when he said the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Uh, mm-hmm. We are we're people of flesh, and um, <laughs> pr- prayer is a struggle, and uh, it, it's it, it's it, it's a paradox. For you because, as a pastor, is prayer hard? Yes, absolutely. Jonathan, for you as a pastor, is prayer hard? I believe so. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, prayer is a little bit like marriage. You know, it starts out easy and gets a little more difficult because you're into this relationship. You're you're. Um, you work at it. You make sure that uh, you are um, appreciative. You make sure that there are other things that are going on. There's actions of communication that have to take place all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in one sense, um, when we first were saved, uh, you know, prayer was so easy. We just simply went and talked about our desires. But um, pretty soon we find out that God has desires for us too. Yeah. And so in that prayer process, you're, you're in, inviting uh, that communication yeah. to take place. Russ, prayer hard for you? I think it is, um, and largely because of pride. Um, unfortunately, too often, prayer becomes a necessity because of our own foolishness, because of our own failings. Um, and un- unfortunately, most of the time, it's easy to fall into the to the idea that well, I can do this on my own. Yeah, and so we just do, and then when we get in trouble, we pray, and that's just backwards of what the teaching of, of the scriptures are. But I, I think pr- our pride is such a a detriment to to true prayer. Um, it keeps us from praying, or it keeps us from praying correctly. We're praying to be seen, or we're, we're praying so that people know us as a person of prayer instead of praying in our closet, like Jesus says, so that people right. don't know. Um, or we, we, we don't pray because we're too self-sufficient. Yeah. I can do it on my own. I'm fine. I can, I can do my work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we, it's only these foxhole prayers then that come up like, oh, this didn't work out. Now I'm going to pray. Yeah. yeah. Well, the th- yeah. the thing about this is the disciples recognized that prayer was hard. They went and asked Jesus to teach them to pray. Yeah. Um, it wasn't because they didn't have examples of prayer. You know, the, in the in the Jewish synagogue, there were a number of prayers that they could have um, followed as outlines, but they found prayer difficult. And one of the reasons we find prayer difficult is we don't really know enough about who God is. Um, we are and about we, ourselves and about ourselves <laughs> because we're 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 actually uh, communicating out of a certain impoverishment there, and so our prayers become a bit boring. Our prayers become a bit trite, and so it becomes difficult. Yeah. And I I do think that uh, Phil was right when he says uh, the the flesh is willing uh, the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know when we're doing that. 
we are distracted so very easily. And, uh, you know, this is one of the reasons why. Sorry, what'd you say? Distracted (laughs) very easy. Uh, I just added a little bit there. but we are distracted so easy. Uh, there, there's, you know, we're, you know, John Newton said that when he goes to pray, he can be distracted by the buzzing of a fly in the room. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even when we withdraw ourselves away by ourselves, we are distracted by the silence. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'll just be very candid. Uh, I have the attention span of a gnat. Um, when I pray, my, my mind pops all around. I learned, I learned a, just a little a, a phrase uh, that was taught to me by a mentor many years ago. Father, I'm returning to my prayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Um, and, and don't beat yourself up about it. It's, you know, your flesh. And we do have short attention span. And don't be surprised. I would encourage the listeners. Don't be surprised that prayer is difficult. Don't be surprised that it's a struggle. It doesn't mean you're unspiritual. It doesn't mean you don't have the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean you don't love the Lord. Um, It is is our human nature that prayer is difficult, and it it takes, I'm going to use use a phrase here that may be surprising, it takes work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It takes concerted effort. Yeah. To, to pray well, and don't be surprised that it does. I found great comfort in Jesus's interaction with the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he goes and prays, and then he comes back and he finds them sleeping, and he asks that question, um, "Could you not even watch with me for one hour?" And when I get distracted um, in my prayer time, I hope in my best moments I remember that prayer, or I remember that statement that Jesus said to disciples, right. and my answer is, "No, Lord." That's why you're the one that's praying. That's why that you're the one that's interceding for me. That's why two members of the Trinity, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, ever lived to intercede for us. Mm-hmm. That's the promise of the gospel. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. If you've missed any of our past broadcasts, just go to ReformationBoise.com or go to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. You have to type in The Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.